I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Latasha Smith, Director of Network Provider Management for Molina Healthcare of Illinois, to discuss responding to community needs amidst a global pandemic and social unrest. So we're excited to dive into today's discussion on responding to community needs, uh, again, amidst a global pandemic and social unrest. But before we do, Latasha, can you please tell us some more about Molina Healthcare of Illinois and the members and providers that you serve? Sure. So Molina Healthcare Illinois serves members who are eligible for Medicaid, MMAI, which is a dual program. And in 2022, we will be expanding into the marketplace, better known as the exchange. Uh, for that population as well. Um, since 2013, Molina Healthcare Illinois has been providing government-funded quality healthcare to low-income uh, individuals. Um, as of February 21st, February 2021, the company served approximately 309 plus members, thousand members through Medicaid and our MMAI program across the state. Uh, if you want more information about Molina Healthcare, we're asking everyone to visit MolinaHealthcare.com. And to please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. We are always open to hearing from our member community and our provider community. Perfect. Thank you so much, Latasha, for that background on Molina um, and, and for joining us. I'm so excited to chat with you. I've been, you know, we've been working together for years, and I just I love all that, that you do and the passion you bring. And so I think, you know. As we just sort of recognize the, the COVID pandemic and then put on top of that in, in Illinois and across our country, the social unrest, that put us in an absolutely dire situation. And what did you and the Molina team, the Molina Healthcare of Illinois team, how did you respond to that? How did you, you know, sort of meet the needs of your members um, given these challenging situations? So, as that pandemic and social unrest kind of hit at the same time, uh, we had to pivot. Uh, and, and pivoting meaning we had to address this head on and face it. Um, and in facing that, we recognized that, that social unrest identified a huge gap in how healthcare was unfairly addressed in all facets of well-being from our members. We needed to engage in our community events and work with providers uh, more so to help with the need for food and, and food deserts and any other social aspect that could build a whole holistic care to our members. Uh, we partnered with our key social groups. We look at social unrest. We talk about the gaps that were identified, any other health disparities. Uh, we knew it was hard for our members to get the care that they needed. And that placed our members in a more pressure situation than what they were already uh facing on a day-to-day basis. You know, now they're not able to get the food. They were now navigating grief due to the COVID uh, death and during the pandemic uh, instability. Um, we need to get in to help them and we need to assist them in whatever need that they had. We realized that our Black and Latinx communities were under-resourced. The school closure impacted our uh, children based on them not getting those nutritional meals that they may have needed. Food insecurity uh, will even magnify how are people going to now get 
food when they were already living in the food desert. Layoffs and financial instability created this new surge in members in the Medicaid and the MAI space. And now we have to deal with those that new population with this whole environment with a new navigation for them. And just the struggle of doing it all through the middle of a pandemic as well. And and what yes. I love about what Molina did was they didn't say, oh, that's outside of my space. I'm a health plan. I do health care. You know, we do doctor's visits, hospitals, immunizations. You guys didn't do that. You said, no, we care for people. And that may mean providing computers to kids in school. That may mean providing laundry services. That may mean providing um, food and, um, you know, working with new moms and, and, you know, connecting those individuals to the pharmacy needs that they may have that may have been disrupted um, in, you know, over the summer. And you guys really stepped up and didn't say, you know, well, this is how we've always done it. So we're going to continue to do it this way. What you guys did was said, look at the needs of our members. How can we fill those needs? How can we meet the needs of the community? Um, and, and that's exactly what you did. And so it really demonstrates not just what you as an individual health plan have done, but our entire industry has done, which is said sort of business as usual doesn't work right now because things aren't usual, right? Like that's not where we are. Exactly. Exactly. And Sam, you hit it right on the head. It was no longer business as usual. We had to pivot. We had to face and make sure our members were taken care of. And it's no longer uh, just about the business of being in healthcare. It's about being in the business to making sure we are meeting the needs of the community who trust us to serve them and make sure they are adequately prepared to continue on. Right. That's exactly right. And so we we all know you guys face some challenges um, in, in, you know, in meeting those needs of members. Do you want to walk through a little a few of the challenges you guys faced um, and then maybe how you how you overcame some of those hurdles? Sure. Um, if any time you're trying to assist and, and help out, especially on this magnitude uh, where the pandemic has placed us. We were unable to help everyone uh, in every area that people needed assistance. Uh, funding is always a challenge to make sure we get everything to our members and to our providers. You know, business were, businesses were closed and it affected delivery of the materials that we needed to get out. These were some of the huge hurdles that we had to overcome. But we did overcome the hurdles and we positioned ourselves uh, strategically to respond to the needs of our members and our providers. You know, in 2020, we shifted our focus while partnering with community organizations and hosting a variety of events that adhere to the social distancing guidelines. These events included a couple of drive-through baby showers. We did flu clinics. We did the winter coat drive. Uh, we did food drive. And as we stated before, laundry service programs. We hosted 80 events across the state. Um, we did uh, distributed well over 40,000 pounds of food. You know, we gave away 6,000 hygiene kits, uh, 3,000 COVID prep, prep kits, and donated to more than 52 organizations. So even though we faced the hurdles in the beginning, when we we stuck with it to say we just have to figure out how to work through what's in front of us to get to the end goal, which is to help our provider community and our member community. I love that. Like you didn't say this is hard. We don't know how to do this. It, we we've never interfaced with, you know, a, a pandemic. Um, what you really said was, how do we meet the needs of our members? 
regardless of the difficulties, regardless of the challenge, regardless of how much we're going to have to change, right? Because you guys, Malina has done baby shower events in the past for pregnant moms, but that you had to really change how you did these. Is that right? Exactly. It was logistically, you know, now you have to do social distancing. Now you can't really interact. You have to do drive through um, and meet people on a different, meet the members on a different level. And uh, to do that strategically in some places was uh, logistically not feasible, but we had to be innovative and be creative in how we get to that program and make sure we were able to deliver. I love that. I love that. And I'm so glad that you did because of the amount of people you were able to help. Um, and I agree. And, and you want to talk a little bit about some of those lessons you learned um, and implementing these strategic initiatives? Because I imagine that we can all um, sort of gain from your experience. And as you sort of traverse this, this space, what were some of those lessons you guys learned um, at the health plan level? You know, Sam, we always hear what the members need in the community at a very high level, but you really don't know or understand the challenges that the members face in the community until you actually get in that community. And then you're hearing from the members of that community. Um, Sometimes you hear there's grocery stores in the area, but I can't get to the grocery store. So we have to be able to pivot and respond to those day-to-day challenges that our members are uh, facing. You know, we want to partner, we want to make work more with our community partners and our providers. You know, what problems are they facing? We want to hear more from that community. Um, how, how do you want to partner with Molina? How more, what more can Molina do to help you be uh, able to face your day-to-day challenges? Help a provider be successful in rendering care to members. How do we, engage and make this cohesive network that is centered and focused on making sure our members are taken care of holistically, um, providers know what our members need the most, and building those stronger relationships with them is the ideal overall commitment that we have so that we can be that cohesive unit. A couple of things that Molina has initiated um, from a national level, if we have Molina Care of Accord, you know, recently everybody heard about what happened in Texas. Uh, Molina Care of Accord stepped in to address that situation and address not only for our employees, but also the communities that were impacted. We have our equity group and our staff employee resource groups that are now implemented to address social disparities and how the social unrest identified some areas that probably we needed to work on um, as a plan as well. At the health plan level, we have this year-long diversity and inclusion series. You know, our staff have, a, have attended the anti-racist event. We have an international internal newsletter, um, Juneteenth, Black History Month, and cultural celebrations. You know, and for our external partnerships, we partnered with organizations who brought about change. So social change, Springfield Black uh, Chamber of Commerce, and we also have a cultural competency working work group. Partnering, working, and understanding where our community is at is the key driver of Molina Healthcare Illinois and how we can impact during this stressful time for our members and our provider is in partnering and realizing where we need to be the most visual and focused at for our community. And I, I love that. And I, I will just say, you, you know, you talked about your providers, your members, but, and your staff, right? Like, I think everybody yeah. that we're interfacing with right now 
everyone's stressed. And what I like about what Molina has done is it's not like you've just shown up in the communities, which you've done and you've met the needs of members, but you also looked internally as an organization. And you said, what can we do to be better? Because what can we do to improve? And your team has really undertaken a lot of those efforts sort of internally at the organization as well, along with those external partners. And I think that's that's the key. It's not sort of an either or, but really an and um, as we sort of reach the goal of addressing health inequities. Um, Do you have sort of, uh, you know, thoughts on, at what other what health plan leadership of MCOs can do to respond sort of moving forward? How do we take the lessons that we've learned over the past hard year and as health plans um, sort of move forward with that? You know, one of the things that I loved about what the where the pandemic uh, positioned us was um, our plan president, Matthew Wolf, became a true leader in this. He gathered his team and said, we need to get out in the communities and we need to know what it is that Molina needs to do to address. Um, his leadership was uh, commendable because uh, he put his finger on the pulse of what services our members can receive and who can engage with to make sure people are taking advantage of the services. And his question was always, what's our next step? How can we move this forward? You know, let's be creative in how we engage and resolve the issues. Um, one of the things he preached, he advocated was listen to our members and providers, right? Engage with them. It's just not a passive, I hear you. It's a, I, I'm listening actively to you and trying to solve the food, get a solution together with you. Um, one of the examples is we have done food drives. We gave away crawl books to students the drive-through clinic, the baby showers, as you mentioned, and job fairs. Uh, we also, I talked about earlier, was the uh, Care of the Core, an initiative created to improve the health and well-being of disadvantaged populations. When you are a health plan and you are faced with this, the ability to pivot is crucial in the success of your members being able to get their needs met. Uh, being on the foot on the ground with your community leaders, being engaged with your members and those leaders, knowing it's just not what we do normally on a day-to-day basis is no longer working. We need to get in the trenches with our members and our providers and face what is really the hindrance in those communities and address it so those members get the resources that they need in order to have a successful livelihood. I love that. You've got to listen. You've got to um, lead from a place of understanding and you can't understand if you're not there and if you're not listening and, and hearing what the community, whether it be our, the members or the providers or the community-based organizations are really saying what their needs are. Latasha, this discussion is always like all of our discussions has been so insightful, so helpful. Um, what are, you know, sort of as we wrap up, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to, to just talk about sort of your last thoughts, sort of if you leave us with one thing, what, um, you know, what would that be? Is for members to get the vaccine. 
And as African-American, I understand the stigma attached to getting vaccines in the black and brown community. Um, we have information available to our members, you know, and we are looking to partner with community organizations and the community leaders and healthcare professionals to help combat the pandemic and, and assist with distributing the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, we offer the staffing and the support to remove the barriers. If anyone is interested in partnering with Molina to you know, drive the vaccine forward, provide the education to members who have questions about it, you know, we're asking to either reach out to myself, Latasha Smith, or to Lorenda Dyson, who's our ABP of Community Engagement. We want people to understand what the vaccine is and to remove any barriers or myths that may have be associated to them receiving it. Okay. We're going to have to leave it there. Latasha, thank you. Uh, special thank you to Melina and Latasha Smith for taking some time to talk with us today. Sam, another great conversation today. Uh, something you found interesting, something you learned, or something that you're going to be following. I'm definitely going to be following how the plans, because Molina and other plans in Illinois and across the nation are, are doing exactly what, what she talked about in is her last sort of um point, which was helping members get the vaccine um, and recognizing the critical nature of Medicaid members um, being vaccinated and really sort of stepping up and, and changing how they function in that space, providing resources to providers, um, educating members, doing that outreach. I think that's something we've got to just keep an eye on because um, it's critical and it's going to play an important role in the uh, and ensuring that these most vulnerable members are getting vaccinated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. We'll be keeping tabs on that. Um, again, special thank you to Melina and Latasha Smith for coming and joining us today. If you've liked what you've heard, we encourage you to visit the I'm hip website at I'm hip.net. That's I A M H P.net to learn more about what I'm hip is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. And please like, and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner, I encourage you to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or visit the website again at I'mHip.net. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at I'm Hip, I'm DeRondo Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you.